0: Hello and welcome to u 2 b uh. Stephen Chicken here and I'm very, very excited to say that we've got something a little bit different For this week's podcast an exclusive interview with Huddersfield Town Manager Danny Cowley who was good enough to take the time and sit down with us for half an hour or so on Thursday afternoon deep within the inner sanctum of PPG Canal Side. Danny has obviously done a lot of interviews over the past few months in particular since he took the town job I wanted to take this opportunity to ask him a few different things that we wouldn't normally ask in the, the weekly press conference so it It does take in a lot of different subjects. We talk about his childhood experiences playing championship manager. We talk about who his kid's favourite player is. We talk about who's been the biggest influence on him as a coach. We talk about what he studied at university. There's plenty in here. I hope you do enjoy it. And once again, thank you to Danny Cowley for taking the time to sit down with us. You will hear a third voice at a couple of points in this interview. By the way, that's the voice of Town's communications director, Dave Sykes, So, just uh, so you know who that was. So yeah, Danny, how are you finding Huddersfield so far?
1: Good. We've just um, over forty days in. Yeah. Um, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been uh, it's been a good whirlwind. It's been you know. From from the moment we arrive, the people and the, the staff in particular have been so so welcoming. A lot of a lot of staff that are probably Huddersfield Town supporters. I always think that's nice. Yeah, I think that you know the the people to really have the club at heart. I think all the employees to have the really to really have the club at heart. I think it can be really powerful. Certainly, in terms of getting more work out. Of them. So, um, <laughs> but no, I think you know when at when Nate. people, when, yeah, <laughs> looking at David. Um, so no, no, that, the staff have been great. Um, it's been good to get to know the the players. Um, and and I think we're making making small steps.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, results have have taken an upturn recently. That must make it a bit easier. Uh, or, or does it does it just drive the standard up that that bit much? I
1: think for us, it's always about the it's always about the process. Mm. So we know exactly where the process is at. Um, there's still a long way to go to where we where we want to get it. And I always kind of felt, you know, when when you when you when you when you've been with a group a, l- a long period of time you kind of feel like you've got them on remote control because they're moving and in position, out of position, how how you want them to. Um, and you've got that real alignment over 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 how you want to play. That, that just takes time. Um, there's no... Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a magic wand to be able to <laughs> accelerate that. Pro- I think you can accelerate the process. I think you can through... Well planned, intelligent training, and using your learning hits, whether they be on the training pitch or whether they be in the video room, um, trying to really develop the players' understanding. And then, once you develop that understanding, then 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 that, that that's how that you, you create that that all important alignment
0: from the way that you talked it seems like you're more interested in getting the players to a point where they're a bit more autonomous and they they're thinking for themselves rather than you don't strike me as and sorry if this is mistaken but you don't strike me as someone who has like a big overarching philosophy of you know I want to we must play 433 three, we must play pressing we must play you no, know I
1: think if if you talk if you, if everybody talks about philosophy and I'm never ever sure football's that complicated <laughs> but Um, if it is I think our philosophy is always the culture and the environment I think the way that the the, the culture and the environment is very very important and they're probably some of those bits are Mm -hmm. non-negotiable in terms of in terms of the way we play we just believe that if you if you if you're a good coach and you understand football you should be able to set yourself you set your teams up in different formations with different styles to suit to suit the players you have at your disposal um i, I see some managers i always think strangle themselves with this mm. philosophy and they only can play in a certain way well football unfortunately doesn't always lend itself to that because we have transfer windows and we inherit players and i think the the art is you don't have time to, to sometimes wait to try to create the the ideal, which your philosophy is. So you have to try to to, to win enough points, and for us, that you know, you just try try to set the, the players up to be successful, and um, and that's what we we always endeavour to do.
0: That all said, are, are there any coaches that that you see as that have been a big influence on you on the way that you coach, the way that you think?
1: Oh yeah, there's loads. Loads. I'm always trying to trying to take ideas, and I suppose. Um, put your personality in slant on them yeah. that Clive Woodward definitely had a huge effect on us he had the pleasure of meeting Sir Clive um, so read all of his books and watched loads of his sessions and I love love Rugby Union um, his book Winning was a brilliant piece of just a brilliant book Learned loads from that and we'd just beaten we'd beaten Burnley in the FA Cup fifth round for Lincoln in our first season at Lincoln, and uh, we had all these media requests leading up to the game. Mm. And uh, to be honest, it was uh, they were only if we beat Burnley, and we're like Burnley a Premier League team, so yes. probably Park. them let's not waste too much time looking at them. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we beat Burnley. And I said to Nicky "Quick, have a look on the emails, see what, what we could do." And we were just about to go to. Um, I think we were just about to go to Man United Wolves and do the comment do the. Um, Punditry for them, yeah. which would have been great at the time. Um, and then Match Today contacted us and said, "Would you like to be on Match Today?" And it was like, "Oh, Match Today!" is just like, "Wow, yeah, this Match Today!" I like live for that program. I spent I spent my whole childhood convincing my mum and dad to be able to stay up to watch it. So we went on Match Today, which was just incredibly surreal. Then the next morning, we we stayed in Salford and the, they asked us to do a radio show with the BBC and. It was with Clive Woodward, and I literally spoke to him for an hour, like, and I, I forgot we were on radio. I don't know what it was like in terms of for for, for, for people listening, but it was um, it was an incredible hour. And off the back of it, he got in contact with us and said that I write for the Daily Mail. Would would um, could I come up? I'd like to do an article on you, you and Nicky. And literally the next Sunday, this is no word of a lie. Next Sunday's in my house. We're eating bacon rolls in my kitchen, and it's like wow, oh, it's just. How has this happened and had a brilliant time with him and obviously um he's now with the british olympics um doing what he's doing there he's worked in football at southampton and had a spell as director of football there and just got a wealth of knowledge and experience and just yeah i found him completely completely inspirational and um yeah you know him him definitely but lots of lots of good managers you see uh, you see See all the top managers I think anybody anybody who um, stands the test of time in football mm. um, in football management in particular deserves deserves respect
0: You seem to be sort of genuinely enthused by things like that I think in a in a way that if you sort of played the game and come in at a top level maybe you sort of take that thing for granted you seem to to be sort of pinching yourself at, I at think times. I think
1: it's easy for us to be humble because if you come from humble beginnings then it's much easier to Stay, stay humble. Yeah. I suppose. I think it must be really hard. I always think this, particularly for the top players, that have been at the top clubs from a really young age. You've only seen the top clubs, that mm. have consequently, been pampered as a result of the environment that they've that, that they've been in, and, and ultimately they're just a product of that environment. It must be really difficult for them to stay yeah. humble, and I and I really I really understand that. And I really I really see that, and. Um, yeah, for for Nikki and I, it's always it's always you know we it's always about learning for us. We just want to keep keep trying to find ways of, of getting better and adding to to our skill set and 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 the environment, and the culture that we try to create. Because ultimately, it's just for the players. Okay. You know, all we want to do is try to work with a group of players that want to improve and want to get better, um, and we want to t- try to do our
0: very best to to, to facilitate that. Are you a big reader? You mentioned reading. Yeah, articles, but what, yeah. What you try to thinking? read
1: always. Um, I try to. I try to read re read, read lots. I I I always kind of get caught up with sport with with autobiographies, and yes. I love reading autobiographies. But I do try to read read anything around around performance and coaching and leadership. So um, definitely, definitely for us. Um, the one thing. I spent 30 of my first 35 years on this planet in education, mm. either as a pupil or, or then as a, a student teacher and then as a teacher. And the one thing it taught me, and the biggest thing it taught me, was just to keep learning, to keep trying to, to become a good learner. Um, and, that, and I think that that comes from being open-minded, from being... When you become open-minded, and I don't think I was as a young person, but when you become open-minded, then naturally you then become curious, and then when you become curious, then, then all of a sudden you have a real opportunity to be able to learn and, and, and improve, and reading, for me, is one of the... I encourage my children every day to try to, to, try to read, because knowledge is the bomb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you get much time to relax other than football or is it is it all Nah,
1: it's pretty much football.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty much
1: it's pretty much all all football. Um twenty four seven. Three hundred and sixty five days of the year. Um, but but yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is, and and that's what we want it to be, and that's what we like. And it's only work if you perceive it to be work, isn't mm-hmm. it? And for us, my wife is my only issue because she never perceives it to be work. So then, when I get home, <laughs> she then never thinks I've been at work. So then, yeah. but probably looking after my children is what I perceive work to be. But, but no, no, it's um. Now we love it. We enjoy it every single day, and we we're really privileged to to be. To be involved in professional sport and really privileged to be involved in a in a in a game that, that, that we love.
0: Are you still traveling across from Lincoln those days, or
1: no? So what? Our children are still in Lincoln, so they've already had three schools, right? In and they're only six and six and ten. Yeah. So probably will finish there. Both of them, so George is six, he's got one more year of infants, and Bella's a year six, she's ten, yeah. so she's got one more year of junior school. So then we will look to move at the end of that. But we we stay up two, three times a week, and right. we did that at Lincoln in our first year, and first two years. And it does allow you to be really focused on the job, because when the children are a couple of hours or an hour and a half away, and you're here. You you naturally focus on, on on the job, and um, it's not ideal. You become a maybe an average football manager and a terrible parent, and you have to live with the guilt of that. But but I think they they understand, and um, they've enjoyed. They they certainly love being Huddersfield Town supporters now, and they've been to to, to all the home games and a couple of the away games. They're coming to Brentford on Saturday. Um, George. Was quite upset that we left Lincoln. He didn't quite understand it initially, but it changed when we got him the the, the white and blue uh, striped Huddersfield Town kit. He was really pleased to wear that, and we then went to Hudders. Uh, we went and went to West Brom, and he come to that game. and Nobody explained to him that Huddersfield were playing in Coral, and right, right. West Brom was kind of white and blue yeah, as yeah. well. So he for about the first <laughs> eighty minutes supported West Brom, which,
0: just as well to be fair.
1: Well, West Brom were good on the day, so um, so he probably probably enjoyed it a bit more than than he would as supporting Huddersfield. But now he, um, yeah, he they've been, they've they've enjoyed it. And now um, Bella's favourite player is because Bella, Bella plays football, so she plays for Notts County Girls. Oh, um, So I, co- I coach them on a on a Sunday, but they, um, yeah, her favourite player is Janina Bacuna. So I'm just hoping that she's not not. Um, not affected by his hairstyles, yeah. um, but, but no, no, she likes she likes Backer.
0: He's a good player for a youngster, isn't he? Very exciting. And...
1: Well, everything's exciting about Backer, isn't it? Yeah. It's all exciting. Yeah. Um, nothing is uh, nothing is normal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you ever used to play football manager at all?
1: Yeah, so we would have played Championship Manager. Yeah, as kids we'd play Championship Manager. So um, Nicky and I would have would have been Danic Cowley. Right, so we used to let, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, unbelievable imaginations we had <laughs> <laughs> and yeah we would start at the bottom and try to work up through the divisions <laughs> and that was it so that's what we would always do we'd start as non-league and try to work our way through and Nicky would be a bit younger than me so I probably would have been going through adolescence and teenage years and he would wake me up and he'd have <laughs> built a dugout in his bedroom and <laughs> we would go in and we'd start the day and the holidays and, and try to to work work our way through the divisions. My my mum would always moan at Nicky for not doing his homework because he'd always <laughs> be playing on the computer game. And Nicky now says to my mum, if if you'd allowed him just to concentrate on Championship Manager, we could maybe maybe, maybe be in the Premier
0: League. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your stats here, yours and Nicky's. Oh, okay. Uh, from last year's game, I just wondered if, what what you make to that. Obviously, most sure. of yours. Are better than Nicky's. I did. Oh, I did, I did oh, I agree that, with all them, but I did notice <laughs> that his Determination is a bit higher than yours. Oh, yeah, uh, shocking.
1: Yeah, no, we're um, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen these before. But um,
0: I imagine they'd be a bit higher. I don't than say much game, about the
1: goalkeeper coaching, does it? One, one, <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> For some reason, he's got three times the physiotherapy that you've got as well. He's got physio three, and you've got one. Wow. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. No. It's um. It's yeah. These are good fun to see. Not not sure how accurate they are, but um, yeah, that's it. I think this, year, as to say. this
0: year, I think they'd be a bit higher. Did try and get my hands on this year, but they wouldn't send them to me, which is a shame. Um, so, do, do you listen to much music or podcasts or anything like that when you're travelling? We do listen
1: to a lot of podcasts oh, right. whenever we can. Yeah, so we're always trying to uh, anything that we think we can uh, can move our learning forward. We try to not so much music. Um, sometimes I listen to a little bit of music when I'm when I'm running. I try to run every day. So, I actually, so my run here is if I come down the M69 and I get in the traffic as you come off the M69, is it the what's the road as you come off the M69? 62. M62. To yeah. M62, sorry. Yeah. So, if you come off the M62.
0: Yeah, I mean, the road past them all down into. Yeah, yeah so normally
1: that's loads of traffic. So, I, yeah. I get out of the car at that time, Nicky. I pull over in the labour. Nikki drives and I, I always think it's about 15 minutes worth of traffic, yeah. it's about 5K, so if I can run it in maybe 20 minutes, I kind of get my run and don't waste too much of my day. There you so, go. Um, Very so, yeah. efficient,
0: always efficient. I suppose though you've got to be Efficient because I, I sadly,
1: I, boringly efficient. Yeah.
0: I have heard rumours that you are here the wee small hours and you're often here till late at night. How, with that kind of schedule, how do you make sure that you don't get burnt out? Because I, I've sort of tried, done that myself and been yeah. and had some tough times. And yeah, yeah, well, yeah like, it's like
1: I said. I only think it's only work if you perceive it to be work, and for us to be sitting out and, and and planning training or. Um, Planning schedules for for players, or watching opponents, or watching our own performance, I, we don't see it as work. So for us, it's it's only work if you perceive it to be work. And if if we were working and doing something else, then no doubt we would then then be doing football after. And and certainly in the first nine years of my my management career, as a, a you know I was working full times ahead of PE at, yeah. at Fitzwaimart School, and then. Managing semi-professionally, that was that was hard work. Combining the two, especially once we got to the national league level, trying to be ahead of a really, we were lucky enough to be a really successful school that had a huge tradition, in extracurricular program, in and in a huge tradition in terms of extracurricular sport. And trying to juggle that and travel all around the country with 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 kids and rugby, football, basketball, athletics, cross country teams, um, and then manage managing the national league. That was. That was
0: hard work, definitely. Yeah. So I suppose this feels like you've got your focus now. This is this is this is strolling the park. Are there any? Obviously, working with your brother for so many years and spending so many hours together. Are there any? Have you learned to get rid of each other's annoying habits, or (laughs) do you still get on each other's nerves sometimes? No, I think we've probably got
1: a unique relationship. I don't think many people understand our relationship, but we've always been close. I think we have similar. We have obviously have similar interests um I think we have different skill sets maybe but similar personalities and um and and it's a relationship that works for us um in trust is something very hard to find in football and what I mean by that is just people willing to to tell you the truth yeah whether it's the good truth or the bad truth, but always the truth. And I think for us, that 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 is very healthy and 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 been a big part of of why we've been able to to find
0: some success. Because no point is there in having someone around who's just going to tell you what you. But you want
1: never want be. a yes man, do you? you? Don't want anyone who just wants to tell you all the good things and never never challenge challenge you. Um, and we always try to challenge each other every day to to get better. That's always what we're we're aspiring to do.
0: What have been your biggest surprises since you arrived at the club, then? Good or bad? Well,
1: I don't like surprises. Um, <laughs> I think um, when we first arrived, just the, the toll that the difficult period had taken on everybody—staff, yeah. particularly, but players equally—and um, how much deep care there was for the football club, um, and 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 definitely. You know, we had to work through that and try to find a way of coming coming through that period. And I still don't think actually we're we're out of the woods. I still think that there's no. a way to go. Um, but certainly we're making 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 small steps. Um, and and yeah, I would say that that was the I think that was the biggest surprise. Maybe we were naive, really, when you consider how difficult the period had been for the for the club. Um, you know, the miracle in in achieving Premier League the, the, the promotion to the Premier League but then how difficult it must have been for everybody at the club yeah. to try to live with other clubs that, that, that are at that, at that level and um, and yeah I mean that is that, that, that for me has definitely been 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 the biggest surprise and I think it's our instinct in you know, I to always try to help people and um, that's what and, and try to help the situation, and we've, we've, we've tried to do that with with the many good people there are at this club.
0: Do, do you ever fear failure when you move to a new club? Every you, day you've stepped up a lot, but uh, you seem to have adapted really well. But
1: every day, I think you know, I think it's a healthy thing to fear, fear failure. Um, I don't. I think that's. I think it's what drives you. Mm. For me, it's. I'm takes me about five minutes to get over success. Unfortunately, my oh. wife always tells me I should enjoy it for longer, but the only the thing I like about success, it gives me the next opportunity for future success. Yeah. Um, failure lives with me a lot longer, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a lot harder for me to work through. Um, I try to learn to manage, manage myself so, yeah. so you don't get too high and too low. I don't think I'll ever get too high, because I'm just like, I've done that. I want to get to the next thing now. (laughs) What's the next thing? Um, But certainly in terms of disappointment, you know, you have to try to to to
0: to manage yourself in that moment. I guess particularly as well because you coming across the wrong way to the players. You have to sort of, I guess, portray a certain side of yourself. And there's some things you can show, some things you can't with the players to keep them on track and keep them on the right message. Well,
1: I think so. I think. the championship season, any football season, but certainly the championship season is a marathon. Yeah, you play 46 games. If you're a successful team, you could play well into f- well over 50 games. Um, if you expend too much energy in success or in failure, then you can easily, you know, you can you can easily get over emotional and, and de-energise yourself. And you need to save all of your your energy and your emotion for,
0: for what matters. You seem to have a really sort of strong sense of psychology. Is that something that's come from teaching? Because I've heard a lot of experts say that footballers <laughs> are basically teenagers. Um, I don't know if that's fair or not. And I'm not expecting you to comment on that, part, perhaps. Um, but is that something no, that think, comes from teaching? Yeah,
1: or is I, think, I think footballers are just your naughtiest ever classrooms. If you think about your <laughs> naughtiest classroom, um, then ultimately that is that is your football dressing room. And all, all different characters motivated in different ways. Um, I think psychology is is important. I've always been interested in psychology and particularly sports psychology. Uh, I I think trying to get people in the right mindset is is very important. Um, If you want people to perform at their best and trying to get them to understand their self Mm. and understand in what mood state they perform the best but also to understand their own performance, technically, tactically and physically, to understand how they perform best. So, I think it's a, fa- a facet of performance, definitely. Um, we want to try to empower the players. Yeah. It's their game, All we're, you know, it's always the player's game. And it's always, if you're successful, it's always because of the players. Mm. All we're, we try to do is, is set them up to have the, the success.
0: Is it something you worked on at uni at all? Yeah,
1: yeah. There was we would have definitely have done done um, none, lots of different work on, on sports psychology. So it is definitely an area that that that, that interests me. I wasn't very good at science, so right. I, I battled with science and managed to get my GCSEs and get to a position where I could do physical education a sports science degree, but. The anatomy and physiology side was always more challenging to me than maybe the,
0: the sports psych side. Right. That's why you've got the one for physiotherapy, I suppose. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah,
1: maybe they spoke to my university lectures. <laughs>
0: um, it's no secret that you're a massive West Ham fan. Um, is that, ho- hopefully, many years down the line, once you've had a load of success with Fuddersfield Town, but is that the ultimate job for you?
1: I think. Um, we would be West Ham supporters. Our family was all West Ham supporters. My dad would have supported West Ham. We had season tickets. We'd travelled all round as young people, travelled home and away with with West Ham United. Always careful now because I haven't. I've only been to one game in about probably ten years because obviously of yeah. my day job. But um, but 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 no, it's always a result that we look for. Probably behind Concord Rangers and Lincoln yeah. City now. Um, but we, um, we're very focused on, on the here and now and I've, I've learned to keep all my focus and energy on what's happening now and not yeah. to get too ahead of yourself because I think if you do and you start to look beyond what is here and now then sometimes you can miss bits and if you miss the detail then the, the, the future might never, ne- never happen.
0: I'm not going to ask you where you see yourself in five years then. Um, <laughs> as a general one, VAR is something we've seen a lot of in the Premier League. I'm not sure how much, again, how much you've been able to watch it, but is that something you'd be interested to see coming in the Championship? Or,
1: think, Well, I think they've got to work it out, haven't they? And I think yeah. they're in the process of trying to work it out. I think it has potential to, to be good for the game, but only if it's used in the right way. And I think at the moment... Um, it's being implemented for the first year, and I think there's some TV issues. I think that would be fair to yeah. for, to say, and for everybody to see, it's always it's a, you know it's the players' game, quickly followed by the supporters' game, and it has to be fair and right for the supporters. So they have to be involved in it, yeah. and then at least have to understand what is happening, and then there has to be a consistency in the way it's it's delivered, and that's that that is probably where my stance is with with that. That's it. Uh, I like the watches I like the vibrating watches yeah. for the goal line because yeah, yeah. that helps us go, get to the, to the the, the quarter final
0: there's a bloke whose job it is just to look after the watches really oh, yeah, is yeah. What, uh, is what got? so you get Mercy, a vibra- so yeah. the
1: watch vibrates if the ball <laughs> goes over the goal <laughs> line you, yeah the, the so they go the yeah well, you so had you one know. with Carlin
0: didn't you against Fulham was it yeah well, obviously you weren't mm. here then but I think his was a goal line technology
1: one, I think. Was it? Yeah, we had one where we would have yeah. scored against Burnley, 88th eight minute. Right the line. <laughs> so you
0: inevitably love it. You just so I love it off of the back of that. It's yeah. been
1: good for cricket. I love cricket and it's yeah, been good what for cricket.
0: That's people look at, isn't it? Like that. That's actually a big part of like, the it's it's a a wicket-taking. Well, and cricket, cricket and
1: rugby sport. have worked it out, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they, I mean, look They're at, naturally different sports. They are. They stop yeah. starting sports. Yeah. Football's a fluid, rhythmical game.
0: And the laws are written for... The subjective interpretation and not written black and white exactly. football. So
1: I've refereed all sports, I know most about football, um, but football's grey, not in grey
0: room. Uh, no, 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 it's all opinion. That's the thing that always bothers me is that <laughs> they'll sit and watch a decision like five times on the, on the TV at half time, and yeah. the pundits can't agree whether it was right or wrong. So like, imagine
1: a referee looking at it once, yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. And especially the speed. If you've ever watched yeah. like you watch top sport at uh, at pitch level, it yeah. happened so quick. So imagine being at full tilt, sprinting yeah. as a referee, and then trying to make a uh, judgment call. Yeah, it's a linesman yeah, for me. Yeah, the assistant referees, yeah. how they can ever be able to see their peripheral vision it has to be so great to see when the ball's kicked and when. It's interesting to see how they balls in and they like the way they communicate the, the officials with the referees and the referees with the, with the with the linesman. Yeah, it's a yeah. On every, do
0: you think?
1: Yeah, is I, I, think, I think I think if you look at rugby, the, the referee has got so much more respect, they're all ex players. But yeah. the, the role is so different, isn't it? It's such a it's, whereas football the role of the referee is still kind of it's still like yeah. unfortunately people see it as almost like the role of the policeman.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please consider leaving a review on whichever podcast delivery service you use and subscribe to the podcast. We do have a great show every week. If you've not listened to this before, we have fantastic guests. Normally, Dave Hartrick from Opta comes on and gives us a really considered neutral view of how Town are doing. We tend to do one a week, um, depending on how the games have gone and how many talking points there might be. So yeah, if you're listening for the first time, please hit subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend.